Welcome back to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and of course, I'm joined as always with my co-hosts, Darian Smith and Jimmy Marion. And UAB was able to get it done over North Texas last night, 71-62. to Another dub for the UAB Blazers. That's three in a row and five out of the last six. But before we get into recapping this episode, if you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure that you follow subscribe to us on YouTube at BlazerPod and like this video and comment um, what you thought of UAB's performance uh, last night in Bartow. But also, this game recap episode and all game recap episodes of the Blazer Victory Pod podcast are brought to you by Cahaba Brewing Company. And guys, you know, Cahaba offers many solid beers. Um, like I said last time, I was able to check out the new beer, the Blood Orange Blonde. Fantastic. Go into the tap room, grab you a six pack or grab you um, a pint of it. Fantastic. Um, but also, you know, all their core offerings, you know, whether it's the Oka Uba IPA, Pale Ale, the regular blonde are the lager. You can't go wrong with any of Cahaba's core beers. So definitely make that make 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 a chance, make a visit down to the tap room. But if you can't make it down, uh, go to your local supermarket and pick up a six pack. But thank you to Cahaba again for sponsoring the Blazer Victory podcast. But guys, UAB was able to get it done. UAB was able to get the first win over North Texas in Bartow since 2016. I didn't <laughs> I didn't even realize that it's been uh, that long. Uh, since UAB has beaten North Texas in Bartow. Um, but, hey, this this game was never in doubt. You know, UAB 71-62 final, um, led by as many as 18 in this ballgame. Um, Jimmy, get, give us your initial thoughts of coming from last night's win over North Texas. Yeah, my first thought was what you just said. Happy to see UAB defeat North Texas in Bartow Arena for the first time in what feels like forever. Uh, UNT is is certainly a quality team. Uh, and I really think that they have all the pieces to make some noise in the AAC tournament, especially if they get healed up. They have a couple of guys that have been dealing with injuries. And so I'm not wanting to see North Texas for a third and possibly fourth time again this season, as UAB did the prior year. Um, 4,800 announced attendance. I thought the energy was lacking a little bit uh, in Bartow Arena. Uh, but, you know, I think that we're also spoiled because we just came off two straight home games in which we – hosted and won against Memphis and FAU. Both were top 25 opponents at the time. Uh, and just how electric Bartow was for that, uh, or I should say for those games. Uh, another quick note was my guy Trey Jemison was in the building, so that guy was not lacking for energy. He was in the front row of the student section enjoying his time just a few days after he was the starting center for the NBA Memphis Grizzlies, uh, beating the Milwaukee Bucks on TNT. So it was always great to see Trey in the building. And, you know, another note was, uh, for me, it was really cool just talking about kind of some of the stuff outside of the game itself, uh, them honoring the 2003-2004, um, you know, UAB basketball team that made the Sweet 16. The reason why, you know, that's special for me is that was actually the first season that I, that I had attended a UAB basketball game. So Big Jim had taken us, he had bought one of those four game or six game packs, if you will. Uh, so we had attended some games that season. And then when UAB had made it to the Sweet 16, Big Jim actually took me, you know, whatever that was, 12 year old me to St. Louis to watch UAB face uh, Kansas in the Sweet 16. So um, it's hard to believe that the next year was when we got season tickets. And so uh, my dad and I have been sitting in those same seats for like over 20 years now. So that was kind of a special thing to see some of those players, the same players that I was, whatever it was, 12-year-old me walking around with a 
autograph book and a basketball and asking them to sign, you know, all that time ago. And so a question for our listeners, uh, I'd be curious, when did you first start attending UAB basketball games? And if you uh, if you would drop a comment on the episode and let us know when you started first watching UAB. Yeah, put your comment right now. When did you first start attending UAB games? And let it, you know, let us know because you know Jimmy's been going for twenty years. I I haven't had season tickets until um, the past like six years, so I'm not as long long of a season ticket holder as uh, Jimmy is. But you know, my dad and uh, grew up. You know, we I grew up going to games with my dad, um, and that was a very special season. Oh three, oh four. Remember it like it was yesterday. I can't believe it's twenty years. <laughs> Uh, but it was so special to, you know, see Mike Anderson in the building again and, you know, and, and some of the guys. Um, so very awesome. Um, but before I throw it to Darian, Jimmy, you, you talked about the crowd. I, no, I'm not a, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I, I was disappointed with the crowd. Um, I know we had announced 4,700. Um, energy felt kind of low. And I mean, I don't care if I get berated for saying that. You know, I, I, AK has said it plenty of times. He expects 6,000, 6, 6,500 plus. There was nothing else going on at two o'clock yesterday, Sunday, Sunday afternoon. You know, I mean, unless you had something planned, like, you know, Darian played in a pickup a coach's basketball game, which I need to hear about that in a few minutes. Uh, but still I mean, sore. you still saw <laughs> he was he was dunking on folks. Um, but guys, come on Wednesday night. You know, we're not going to get into previewing rice this episode. Seven o'clock. We need everybody in Bartow. This team, this staff. This city, you know, we need to we need to rally behind our team, you know, I, and I, I think Sanford's got a big game Wednesday night as well. Um, but, hey, this is AAC hoops, one of the best conferences in basketball. We know Rice, the record isn't good, but they show up to play UAB every time. Fiedler, Evie, you know, it's the same old Rice, um, Scott Pereira. Um, but come on down to Bartow, 7 p.m. Wednesday night, and let's let's support this team, guys. You know, it, they, they deserve it. You know, let, let's try to get 6,000-plus Wednesday night. I know Rice isn't a quality opponent, but come on, man. Everybody come they, on down to Bartow. They, beat, they went to FedEx Forum and beat Memphis, the almighty Memphis Tigers. Hey, everybody's beating Memphis now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Darren, hey, give yeah. us your thoughts from the, get, from the game yesterday. Yeah, um, about the crowd, it, it does make me wonder because, it's, you know, you got FAU in Memphis, and like y'all saying, that um, we had a good crowd for that. So, you know, I wonder, felt like the momentum was going to just carry. I'm not going to say that it was just like, dang, ain't nobody here, but it's not as much as what you expected, right? And um, from what I, I had to watch on playback because we had <clears throat> we had a war show. You know, I'm you coach uh, for my for my girls' basketball teams. Um, so we had a war ceremony and then we had a, a coaches game. Hey, your boy, I was I was doing my thing. Just a quick update. I was doing my thing. I was the best athlete out there. I am my boy not, got an and one, didn't he? He got I an and one. I got a highlight chase down block. I was, I had like, I was yaks out there. I had Looking like, like Yaxel Linderborg out there, man. Yeah, but I was only like Yaxel for like three minute increments. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I wasn't even subbing out the right way. I wasn't going to the scores table. I was just like walking out the court telling people, go ahead, go in for me. Like, I was like, and I was thinking about the team. I was like, I can't, I don't see how they do this, bro. Like, you think about some of those guys, like, I don't think Jason Edwards from North Texas the other day, I, I watched the game back. I don't think he subbed out. Like, the dude was I just playing. I don't think playing. he did. 
and he he was and he was good offensively. He had to shoot every shot. He was playing good defense. He was pushing in transition. I'm like, how do they do this? I was like two minutes and 30 seconds in. I was like, every jump, I felt like my HP, you ever played a game like Street Fighter, you get punched and your HP go down. Like my HP was just going down with every single jump. Like I was like, I can't do this. So shout out to all athletes, man. Like that, it is, that's incredible. I don't think people just think about running. Some of these guys are like, 200 JD is like 250 pounds running up and down the court offense he's wrestling getting and ones defense he's got to be tough and physical so just shout out to those guys um and then just back to the crowd man um hopefully we can find the formula and then we can find the consistency I, I felt like the <clears throat> the marketing for this game was not as I mean the marketing for Memphis was really good and then for FAU, it was okay. You're like, it was good. All right. But I, I didn't really hear nothing about this North Texas game. Like, of course, we know. But it just wasn't – I just wish it was more consistency with that part, um, just to support this program, support these guys more, to create a sense of urgency for each game, right, not just, not just a, a ranked opponent, right? Um, North Texas is a really good team. And they were missing their their lead ball handler and Nolan, and then you can tell they had nobody to really put the hoop in. I kind of felt bad for Jason Edwards. I, I was rewatching the game, and I was kind of like, "It's UAB Blazers versus versus Jason Edwards out there because uh, Bugs couldn't hit a shot." I think we did a good job of just getting him out of rhythm early, and so his open shots just would they just weren't falling, and. We play really good defensively. Like, that's what happened when you get a team that relies so much on rhythm. Um, we didn't allow them to get in transition. We've been hurt in transition before. They didn't really have any transition opportunities. Um, I just thought that we were – we was just really solid and really sound. Um, again, I'm pounding the table. I've been on this. Jackson in the board to me as I watch – this conference, I don't see a better player. People can tell, people can say what they want to, but I'm just, my opinion as all around, shoots, shoots free throws, shoots threes, he play makes, he's figured out how to, how to get downhill and play with, use his size and strength. All he needs is an angle. He's not a bad guy. Like he's not, a, I'm gonna mix you up. You know, I'm a step, that's Jelly Walker, right? He's a guy that he's gonna set the screen, keep the ball moving. He get his ball, he get his points in the offense, in the system. If he gets an angle on you, he can go to the hole. He can give you a shoulder and one. He had he had Aaron Scott in Alcatraz, right? He had him. Dude, it's so funny because if you're a Patreon member, you listen to John. John had had some good interviews, right? Go ahead, John. I would go say, yeah, patreon.com slash blazerpod. $5 a month gets you access to exclusive episodes. So join, if you have not already, patreon.com slash blazerpod. So Yax, all those guys, if y'all wondering, like, man, I know the, the podcast dude was over here. I was wondering what, I wonder what they're saying. Like, those exclusive interviews are on the Patreon. So uh, maybe 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 we can work something out with the player. Maybe we, maybe we can NIL deal with the guys who can get get access to the Patreon, NIL, ooh, boy, you signed the UAB, but, uh, 
But yeah, if you listen to one thing, I I, I kind of stood out to me was he brought up Aaron Scott. He brought him up. He said that hey, he kind of got in my head a little bit in the beginning. Da da da. So I kind of kept note of that. Like I said, good job, John. Like and John had some good good interviews with uh AJ Vasquez. They had got some real good insight from Andy Kennedy. So check out check out the Patreon. But um. I saw the and one he got on. He was taking it personal. He was taking that personal with Scott. And that and one, that first and one he got, I saw Lucky screamed up, and one. Oh, it was kind of in this space the whole time. And Aaron Scott could not hit a shot. Aaron Scott couldn't t- stay in front of him. Aaron Scott kept fouling him. He fouled out with like eight minutes left in the game. He was clearly, he was, it was like clear fouls. And he was crying. When Whenever you see a team that, you know, they clearly foul somebody and they start doing all of this whining and crying stuff, they're frustrated. They're not really mad at the refs. They're just frustrated. North Texas is a hell of a defensive team. Hell of a, and they take, they take pride in it. Y'all know us over here, the UAB fans, we respect North Texas. The mutual respect. Yes, it's mutual, mutual respect. respect. Like we, it's not, it's not like Memphis where we, you know, where we, like we stumping. Oh, they suck. Right. They suck, man. They suck. Hey, and that Will guy on Twitter that's great. been running his mouth. Don't you feel bad for him? Well, no, you don't feel bad for him, but man, he like bad. <laughs> he, bad. he swears he swears that all of all of their losses are oh, that's their Super Bowl. Well, God dang, how many Super Bowls people I know, have right? against y'all? Like that's SMU. SMU's beat y'all by like 30, dog. That's not their Super Bowl. Y'all just suck. What are you talking about? Hey man, like run them over, reverse the car, run them back over, and then go again. Like, ugh, ugh, like I don't come on, man. Stop it all that. But back back to the game. I just wanted to start with Yak and uh his complete just the complete mastery. You see the you see the free throw, you see him drawing fouls, you see him blocking. It's the it's all three phases for me is why he's the player player of the year for this conference. It's you can count on him to be your best defender. He's gonna get the blocks. He had four blocks. He can lead the team in scoring. He can draw fouls. He can hit threes. And he's going to hit his free throws. And he's going to get the most rebounds out of anybody. I don't – tell me a player that's doing it. You know, you have guys – I love Jason Edwards. Like, I love his effort. But he's more of a scorer. He's a scorer. And he can play make, of course. But the two-way, three-way impact, I see nobody doing it like Yax, man. Yeah, if we start if if the season ended right now, Yaks has to be the player of the year in the conference. Has to be. You know, I'm I'm not gonna reiterate every point you made, but he is the best all around player in the AAC. Um shout out Yaks, had career high twenty six points. You know, Andy said post game on radio, I mean he he felt that he left probably like seven points off, you know left seven points off the board. And he you know, he you really can make that argument. You know, he probably should have had thirty plus. He'll probably tell you that he probably should have had thirty plus. But, um, I mean, I also, it was kind of funny, you know, Steve Mitchell and uh, David Crane were talking to Yaks postgame on the radio, and both of those guys do a good job, by the way. Um, we don't shout them out enough on this pod, but um, they do a good job. Um, but he, they, they asked him, was like, were you realizing that this is going to be a career high? And he said, at the moment, no, until Eric had talked to him. And, and after Eric told him, you know, that you, you look at the look at look how many points you have. He was like, "Well, fine. I'll, give me give me the ball and get to the free throw line more." <laughs> so that's kind of funny. <laughs> um, but but yeah, shout out to Yax. You know, career high. Um, I mean, best all around player in the AAC. 
right now. Um, I, we we said last episode maybe John L. Davis could you could make an argument for him, um, but the way he acts is playing. He he's at another level right now. So um, definitely hope that keeps up to where he can get uh, Player of the Year honors. Um, but Jimmy, I'm gonna throw it to you to give us some stats from this ball game. Yeah, well, since we're doing our customary, we have to talk about yaks. I mean, let's just stay on that subject for a second. So y'all said a lot of the stuff already, but I thought specifically in the first half, yaks was on point. He started off seven of eight shooting in the first half. Uh, that included a big time three that he hit. Um, that three was actually one that, speaking of the crowd, got you know the crowd energized. It extended the UAB lead to nine. Um, in the first half, when you look at yaks and you look at the surrounding teammates, uh, Yax was truly putting the team on his back in the first half because despite, you know, Yax going seven of eight, the rest of the team at that point in the first half was five of 20 combined uh, from the field. And in fact, at one point in the first half, I looked up at the scoreboard and this might have been the M1 that you guys were talking about. Yax hit a free throw and he had 16 total points and North Texas had 17 total. So it was just Yax versus North Texas, which was wild. Uh, the second half, I think AK talked about this a little bit. Uh, he cooled off from the field. Uh, he was only one of five shooting, but he got to the line at ease. That's something that we've seen from Yaks all year long. So just in the second half alone, he was eight for 10 from the free throw line. And we certainly uh, benefited from that. Darian mentioned the four big time blocks. You know, one thing that uh, Yaks has done, I think he's only hit 11 threes in the season, but he's actually connected on at least one three-pointer in uh, three straight games. And over that span, he's four of six from three-point range at 67%. So there's a lot of chatter about you know, bugs and Edwards and high percentage, what they were doing from three. I know it's much lower volume, but, you know, four for six over the last three games is definitely trending in the right direction for him. And all this talk about Yaks uh, is well-deserved in conference play. I was looking at this morning, he's essentially averaging 16 points, 12 boards, two blocks a game in AAC play. So I think his season-long stats are around 13 and 10, but we talk about that a good bit, that it took Yaks a little bit of time uh, to get going. And uh, the last thing I thought that was awesome about Yaks was, I don't know if y'all saw it like on social media, um, but uh, Brad before the game during pregame had sent uh, me a photo that Yaks is warming up in the, in the uh, De Blazes <laughs> shirt. Uh, so I had to send that to my we gotta buddy. Uh, hey, we got to send him some blazer pod gear. Y'all yes, right. we do. Yeah. Hey, Hey, that, that crowd though, yesterday we saw the blazer shirt. We saw the blazer victory. You know, yeah, Blazer Victory flag the, <laughs> yeah. was hanging up at the end of the game. So we saw Trey Jemison in the building. So we, we had some good vibes in Bartow for sure. Um, yeah. Hey, Jimmy, at one point, didn't Yak score like 10 straight by himself? It wouldn't surprise me if he did. I mean, if he did, it likely would have been in the first half because he was 7-8. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was dominant. I mean, he did exactly what you guys were saying earlier. Like, they just continued to feed him the ball down low. People couldn't cover him and won opportunities. He had a really nice up and under, like, layup that was just real nice at one point in time. So, he's just pulling all the tricks out of his bag, and it, it's just exciting to know uh, or to kind of think about what he's going to be able to do on this national stage as we progress really for the remainder of the season to start competing for that AAC championship and then the AAC tournament. Just so much more eyeballs in UAB, and Yaks is definitely, um, you know, benefiting from that. But we are the biggest beneficiaries as fans just getting to connect with Yaks. I mentioned this earlier, you know, just a little bit more love to share with Yaks is like the small things that he does, like putting on the DeBlazer shirt, like his interactions with fans, like he just knows how to like connect with the fan base. Like mm -hmm. that love is real, like between he, like Yaks and UAB. 
and he's a good dude. You know, for folks Absolutely. that haven't met him, solid dude. I mean, you, you can't ask for any better. Like, I wonder if his uh, degree is in like communications because he's on like every single interview. Because at this he point, he needs to. Yeah. yeah, like he is. He is excellent. Like in the interviews, and like he's getting so much just like professional experience. We're talking about being a pro. Like, hey, he's got NBA talent. Well, what does that also consist of? It, like, it consists of being like a professional, like being in front of a microphone. And that dude's nailing it. He's getting all these opportunities. He's earning. Let me repeat that. He's earning all these opportunities by his play. But then he shows up in front of a microphone, like doing like, heck, what we're doing right now. And the dude sounds like an absolute pro. Yeah. I, I, and that's, that stuff is important, that the connecting, especially for mid-majors, right? Like, it's not – everything is genuine. I, I've, I've talked to y'all about – numerous times about how um how i how i connected with the with the fans here right like and that that stuff is real like you feel genuine connections if you play at a kentucky or something you're not gonna it's it's commercial right it's like if you if you win we love you if you don't you suck go home blah 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 we don't do you I hate to go back to Memphis, but do you see how Memphis fans are doing like Javon Quinterly and all of those guys? They they freaking hate them. Those guys are 18 and 8. They're not they're not a losing team. And they they treat them like they're garbage. We don't do that here at UAB. We've we've been through times, we've been through rough times. Attendance may wane, whatever, but we're gonna have our players back. We're, we're never going to dog a player. Yeah. And we, we never have the history never. of this program. You know, we've been doing this for four or five years like, and we've never done that and we never will. And that is important. Right. So that intimate connection is important to us because it I don't know. It's like an appreciation thing. So and it follows you after. Do you see how do you see I go on this podcast? Right. I listen to like a books podcast the other day. They was like. Who are these my 2K created players like Trey Jemison? This guy came out of nowhere. I know how they feel, right? They like this dude is just like, what? Where is he coming from? It's just a dude out here. But it's so funny because I look on my timeline and it's like everybody that I know, right, is like supporting Trey. Trey Jemison. This nobody in the NBA, right? But here, he is everything. He's the mayor. We love him here, right? And and that's that's just part of the connection. But um, this is little things I wanted to just share real quick. Like shout out to JD. I think JD is has become such a. We're so used to him dumping the ball down and doing his thing, being physical. But his screen screen and roll game. I don't know if it's a big in the AAC. And I miners Victor Golden. He has really good hands. I know we don't like him all this flopping he did, but he has really good hands. And I think him and JD are on a level of, the, uh, level of their own. This dude catches passes in traffic. He can he can finish so well. You give him a little space, and he finishes the and one almost every time. Uh, shout out to JD, man. And then I think he's our best post-position defender as far as in, like, just getting position and making it hard for guys to back him down. Some, I, if there's anything that Yaks need to work on is that. Um, you know, sometimes he can give up position and guys can – can just turn around and shoot a, um, a right-hand layup or whatever. You saw that happen to Will Shaver a little bit, too. Um, but I think that that J.D. has really improved. Shout-out to E.G., bro. Like, his defense. I know Jason had – it was how many he had, but it wasn't on E.G. Mo Finley said something during the game. He said, um, I think he, he said it. 
he thinks that EG is probably the only player he knows that probably has a hundred steals for two different schools. That's a that's 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 a really good stat. And I'm just watching him, and I'm watching him run around on defense. I'm just like this dude. He's a he's back to that defensive guard. Remember we had him at the first beginning of the year, and it kind of waned off. And now, like these past couple of games, EG has been dominant defensively. And I just want to just shine a light on that because that's so important. That's part of the reason that North Texas couldn't do anything. He was single-handedly taking them out of that. And, um, and of course, my other shout-out to Butter. Butter is the only other guy I feel like on the team that can just get his own, manufacture his own shot. When things bog down, Butter mid-range, you know, like, it's like, a, oh, that's the bailout of all bailout shots. So I just wanted to mention that real quick before before we get into everything else. And shout out to Butter. Hey, a perfect six for six from the free throw line. You know, down the stretch, you know, when North Texas was kind of making it. I mean, it wasn't a game, but they had crept it down to, what, seven or five, whatever they got it down to. You know, he clutch free throws at the end. Um, I think you said it perfectly, Darian, in regards to uh, EG, you know, Eric's play, you know, has, has been phenomenal lately. Um, he just needs to make sure he's in practice uh, on time, um, <laughs> you know, going forward. That's the only thing he needs to work on. But, uh, yeah, shout out to EG, you know. It, you, you remember we used to have those conversations about, like, his body language. And mm-hmm. I, I see none of that. Either. I just really – I'm big on, like, I like to get on players, but I try to I try to congratulate players twice as hard as I criticize them. I think it's I think it's not fair to not criticize them because that's how you get better is constructive criticism. But once a player is doing the things that you're asking of them, I think you need to make it known, like go over the top. I'm big on that. I do that in my youth coaching, right? And I do that in my family. Like if I if you ask your wife something. Right. Like if you ask your wife something, you ask her something that something that helped me. Right. And then you y'all have these conversations. Something has been bothering me. And then she goes out of her way to do it. Sing her praises to the high heaven. Right. If you that's a little tidbit for marriage. If you want a better marriage in your life, make sure you congratulate and acknowledge people. So I just want to acknowledge EG. I know we were tough on him saying this body language, this, 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 this. He's changed all of that. He's like smiling and running around and I I just love it man I love the growth of this team yeah shout out to EG um oh my lights flicker where are you John are you in the blazer victory man cave where are you no man I'm in the kitchen this time <laughs> <laughs> my wife's working downstairs yeah in the in the blazer victory cave so uh, but yeah, hey, shout out EG. Hey, and shout out to Tony Tony. Eight boards. Did y'all realize he got eight rebounds? Oh, a career high. Yeah. Eight rebounds, okay. a couple clutch shots, a clutch three. That came at a very pivotal time, uh, pivotal time in the ball game. Um, but yeah, shout out to all the guys. Good win. And I will throw it to Jimmy because I know you've got some uh, great stats and defensive stats in particular. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that before we wrap that we talked about the UAB defense because the UAB defense has certainly been trending up here in the American Athletic Conference play. Uh, and we knew coming in the game that North Texas was going to do what they do, meaning they're going to be physical. Uh, they're going to play great defense. They're going to be methodical on offense. But it was really UAB that matched that physicality and effort on defense. And AK talked about that in the post game. But um, 
for those of you that were watching the game, there was a period of time there in the first half where I think it was like the under 12 to the under eight, where it was like 12 to nine. And it was like just neither team could score. You know, y'all watching from home probably thought that the box score in ESPN was broke. Like, wait, I what's did. going on? <laughs> I was about to say that I had because I had to leave the game. I came back on. I was like, man, I was trying to like fast yeah. for, you know, how you fast. <laughs> and I was like, what is it? It's still 12 to 9. Like, what's going on? Yeah, I, I think it was uh, EG that hit his lone three uh, that put it at 12 all. And it was like the under eight timeout. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, and there was all the jokes about um, talking about feeling like you're getting a root canal or the nest, but it truly does feel like hard. And we talked about the crowd, but that certainly, and Darren mentioned this earlier, like that certainly played a factor too, is like when you're playing a team that would just lock you down and then you're going to, I think AK called it, it's a battle of will, not skill. And like, you're just going to have to out tough the opponent. Nobody wants to watch that. Let's just be real. Nobody <laughs> wants to watch that. That speaking of entertainment, like, Hey, we're glad that we won. And there were some awesome moments, but it's like, Hey, give me this up tempo. Let's see rice on Wednesday. Let's have it, you know, a hundred, let's hit a hundred, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, um, the, the big thing, this game was North Texas struggled from three, like, and UAB, you know, was able to, you know, essentially disrupt you know their three-point shooting but four of 18 for north texas from downtown 22 percent uh this is after they had connected on nine or more threes in their previous three games so against memphis we know they hit 16 at smu on the road in front of a good crowd they hit 12 and at tulsa they hit nine that was a progression they went from nine to 12 to 16 and they hit four against us so some of that was you know missed looks but it started off with us being physical running out, closing out on shots, doing a good job. Darian mentioned bugs earlier. Um, and AK's, you know, joked a couple of times, like that guy just cannot connect on a three against UAB. And thank goodness, because he has been on absolute fire. He was shooting 60 plus percent from three in league play coming in the game, but he went 0 for 7 overall, 0 for 6 from deep against UAB in this one. So that was huge. And then UAB, you know, staying on the subject of three point um, percentages UAB's kind of been sneaky good against the three in recent matchups. The exception would be against FAU, who hit 10, although that was in an overtime contest. Uh, but against North Texas, again, UNT hit four. Uh, Tulsa, who had been connecting on threes at high volume, had only hit three against UAB. And at SMU, they hit five. And we just saw what they did to Memphis, you know, last night, uh, scoring what was it, 100 points. So, UAB is is certainly improving on the defensive end, and that's helped because offensively we haven't had the same output offensively um, here as of late, but it's that defense that's locking up and playing that AK style, and I think that's going to be a huge thing to continue to monitor as it relates to UAB's success in chasing this AAC uh, regular season championship and obviously the conference tournament as well. Yeah, you know what it's like watching that I just thought of, you know, I was talking about, hey, you've seen a, a UFC fight, right, you, you've seen the ones where people get knocked out, like, oh, my God, Conor McGregor. Uh, then you see the ones where it's like, oh, nice leg kick, right? <laughs> like, what a leg kick. Oh, it's a grapple. What grapple defense? Like, it's, it's not even a takedown. It's like a grapple defense, right? It goes, and it's kind of like, what did I just watch? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like watching the Floyd Mayweather fights in his later half of his career. It's kind of like jab, dodge clinch jab and i'm just like whoa this is a tough watch man this is a hug oh, let's go uab right like, you, you can feel it taking whatever life the crowd had it just kind of like just like choked it out but um hey 
you have to win those. Those those are those uh, fights that's like in the phone booth. You gotta you gotta win different styles, and we have won different styles. And I'm proud of the team for that. Uh, hey, Jimmy, you you had brought up some uh, Janelle Davis AAC stats. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for the the yaks Janelle Davis discussion to take place. I'm Team Yaks 100%. I've said it. If you believe in all-around play, not just points, I'm talking rebounds and defense. Like, I'm ready to go stat for stat here. What we got? Hey, I want to say this. This would make for a hell of a podcast episode is why don't we bring on, what is the FAU guys at the Owl's Nest or something? Let's bring on like an FAU guy and just have – John L. Davis, FAU versus Darian Smith, Yaks. You know, like, <laughs> let's just do that. Yeah, let's do it, man. I'm, I'm banging on the table for this, bro. John L., you know how media voting works. I mean, like, he's got the storyline going into the season. And, mm-hmm. you know, having watched John L., like, even yesterday, like, he's got that knack to just pull up a three, like, in clutch situations. And, like, he at the guard position um you know rebounds i think he's at six whatever it is six or seven a game and his assists like he just does a little bit of everything and like you look at his turnovers i mean i'm looking at statistics here like i mean in conference play i mean john l davis is is quite the beast but i love watching john l davis and yaks go against one another and i think this i think we can settle this darian in the american athletic conference championship game in Fort Let's Worth, go. Texas, have John L. Davis first yaks. Winner gets the belt. You know, winner goes to the NCAA <laughs> tournament, but also gets the player of the year discussion. Um, hey, because we know Memphis ain't going to be in that game. Oh. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Memphis ain't going to be in that game. But uh, hmm. so I, I can say this. Do you do you guys have conference stats? Up? I, I would like to know the conference stats between both of those players. I think that's what Jimmy, you put the last few games for uh in the chat, yeah. right? Yeah. So that- you can see Darren, I put in the chat, you look at John L. Davis's, it's not um averaged out, but you can see John L. hasn't had a game in which he scored less than fourteen points in conference play. He scored over twenty points, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. Uh, and you look at the rebounding numbers. I mean, he's had five or more rebounds in essentially every single game outside of two. Uh, you know, he's had I mean, you look here, he's had numerous games over five assists. He's not blocking shots, obviously, at the rate that a Yaks would. You see the steals. I mean, he's kind of doing a little bit of everything. Uh, free throw line percentage, you know, is is pretty good as well. So, I mean, this so, dude. Uh, another thing I, open, I, worry, uh, uh, I wonder about is efficiency. Yeah, It's okay to have all of those points and stuff, but how efficient are you, right, in doing that? Cause yeah. He's uh yeah, that's, that's a big thing. People that would argue for John L, and I'm not arguing for John L, I'm team Yaks till I die. But you know, <laughs> you look at the efficiency numbers and when you try to, you know, just consider the fact that the, the threes, I mean, shooting so many more threes than Yaks, right? Efficient. So that's gonna impact a little bit. But yeah, John L. Davis, don't give a don't give a damn about John L. Davis or Vlad Trashback. I don't care. It's team Yaks all day long. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Hey, 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 FAU, FAU is legit though. I, I still, oh, yeah. I, I vividly can remember sitting here in my living room and rooting like hell for them against Memphis, you know, last season, the NCAA tournament and like all throughout that run and being bummed, you know, when they did, when they lost that last game. So I like FAU. I like that people yeah. trash on them because they've got a small gym. 
you know, I think Dusty May is awesome. So this ain't no real shade. It's just I'm going to choose Jax and UAB all day long. I don't care. It's just competition. Right. But we got respect for FAU just like mm-hmm. we do for North Texas and all yes. of those. Mm-hmm. All of our Charlotte. Just, yep, Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, eh, what, I don't know what to feel about it. USF basketball fans are so much better than USF football fans. I don't know what was up with USF football fans. They were acting like Memphis. But basketball, they're they're good. They, it's like yeah. they flip-flop because Memphis football fans were cool, but I don't know what's up with their basketball fans. Their basketball I, I, fans are humble. Who, USF? Yeah, yeah they've humble. been around longer. Like, you know, they, they didn't start their football program to what, like the 90s about – when UAB started, if it correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, yeah. but you know, your basketball rich tradition in basketball, just like UAB. I love does. their coach. I love their coach. For oh, those of you that it, didn't see like that environment at South Florida, like I know it's one game, but it was unreal. Like to watch it like it. on television. I it loved so it. Loud. Like it was such so an awesome loud. game. Yeah. yeah. So, so like it's a couple of fans that I haven't really met from the AAC. Like, one thing I'm I'm wondering about is like Wichita State has like history. I have yet to see like a Wichita State fan. Yeah, there. I don't know either. Wi Fi is tough up there. <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> we still gotta play them. Yeah, gonna get us hated, bro. <laughs> like, like the shockers are gonna shock the world. <laughs> I doubt I doubt they're listening. They're gonna listen to this proud podcast. Especially anyway. this deep. Like, y'all know I'm stressing out because we're getting close to 40 minutes. <laughs> hey, speaking of which I say, one thing I always notice, y'all know they have that summer, like I forgot what they even call it. They have these random basketball oh, TBI, the basketball yeah. invitational or whatever. But they always have like a team like there, and they'll get freaking like five thousand fans like in that arena, like to watch these guys that played like 10 years ago, like in a shockers uniform. So I have mad respect for like how much they care about their basketball program. And I've always wanted UAB. How fun would that be for UAB to have some guys playing in one of those tournaments? Because we got some dudes, man. Like, yeah. give me give me some Chris Coakley and HaHa William Lee. And, and some Hell Darian Pro. Smith. Darian Smith would coach. Yeah, right. At the very oh, least, yes. Darian Smith would coach. I, I, I can coach. <laughs> I can't give you more than, like, a minute and 30 increments. Like, I got to get better at that. But, yeah, but it, it, it's cool. I, I love being in this conference, and. And, you know, maybe down the line we'll connect with uh, more other, like, the other fan bases. You know, I was just wondering, it's 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 crazy that you talk about the support of Wichita State. It's just their, their own line. They're like door-to-door people. I guess they're, 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 they're strictly grassroots, right? Uh, <laughs> you talking about Will from Michigan? Shaver or, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I, I said we bringing Will on. That's an interview I want to hear. Man, you almost made me curse. But you know what? Have y'all have y'all ever visited his spaces? Like, go back and listen to his space recording. I don't. These dudes are funny. Like, <laughs> I, I I will give them that. I can't hate on that. These dudes are entertaining. Like, they tell jokes and they crack on that. T- the stuff that they say is hilarious. So it's. I find myself going to his. I I find myself going to his spaces just to listen. It's funny. I can't lie. I don't even like the dude, but it's funny. So he's entertaining. But uh, yeah, man, maybe maybe down the line we'll connect with more fan bases. I, I I'm kind of liking this segment of talking about the different fan bases. Like I'm yeah. familiar with I'm familiar with North Texas. I'm familiar with uh UTSA because of the heartbreak they've given us in football over and over. Right? Uh, who else are we pretty familiar with? 
Look I at mean, that, John. I mean, I don't, John would know. Yeah, I mean, we've got connections everywhere, pretty much, um, except Wichita. I do not know anybody Temple. that covers them or Temple. Well, yeah, I know a couple Temple connections. Two four seven guy Ryan's cool, um, and they've got a basketball uh, site. Uh, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, uh, but they, you know, they've got some old school fans because Temple's got some rich history too, um, especially in basketball. Um, but yeah, well, all right, yeah, well, Darian's uh, video <laughs> cut out. So I guess I was, this is a good time. To, oh, you get a call. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. Jimmy, go ahead, go ahead and send us that. Hey, just one quick shout out to Corey, one of our loyal listeners. Met you at the game. Uh, appreciate you saying hello, and we appreciate all of our listeners. Blazer Nation, just blaze. Show up Wednesday night against Rice, 7 p.m.